Performed by George Goodell. Beware the fury of a patient man. John Dryden, Absalom and Achitophel. Part 1. The Loose Thread. Chapter 1. Kingsall Boulevard, Tel Aviv. For something so unprecedented, so fraught with institutional risk, it was all handled with a minimum of fuss, and quietly, too. That was the remarkable thing about it, the operational silence with which it was carried out. Yes, there had been the dramatic announcement broadcast live to the nation, and the splashy first cabinet meeting, and the lavish party at Ari Shamron's lakeside villa in Tiberias, where all the friends and collaborators from his remarkable past, the spymasters, the politicians, the Vatican priests, the London art dealers, even an inveterate art thief from Paris, had come to wish him well. But otherwise it came to pass with scarcely a ripple. One day Uzi Navot was seated behind his large, smoked-glass desk in the chief's office, and the next Gabriel was in his place. Absent Navot's modern desk, mind you, for glass wasn't Gabriel's style. Wood was more to his liking, very old wood, and paintings, of course. He learned quickly he could not spend twelve hours a day in a room without paintings. He hung one or two of his own, unsigned, and several by his mother, who had been one of the most prominent Israeli artists of her day. He even hung a large abstract canvas by his first wife, Leah, which she had painted when they were students together at the Bezalel Academy of Art and Design in Jerusalem. Late in the day, a visitor to the executive floor might hear a bit of opera. La Bohème was a particular favorite, leaking from his door. The music could mean only one thing. Gabriel Alon, the Prince of Fire, the Angel of Vengeance, the chosen son of Ari Shamron, had finally assumed his rightful place as Chief of Israel's Secret Intelligence Service. But his predecessor did not go far. In fact, Uzi Navot moved just across the foyer to an office that in the building's original configuration had been Shamron's fortified little lair. Never before had a departing chief remained under the same roof as his successor. It was a violation of one of the most sacred principles of the office, which mandated a clearing away of the brush every few years, a tilling of the soil. True, there were some former chiefs who kept their hand in the game. They wandered into King Saul Boulevard from time to time, swapped war stories, dispensed unheeded advice, and generally made a nuisance of themselves. And then, of course, there was Shamron the Eternal One, the Burning Bush. Shamron had built the office from the ground up in his own image. He had given the service its identity, its very language, and considered it his divine right to meddle in its affairs as he saw fit. It was Shamron who had awarded Navot the job as chief, and Shamron who, when the time had finally come, had taken it away. But it was Gabriel who insisted Navot remain with all the perquisites he had enjoyed in his previous incarnation. They shared the same secretary, the formidable Orit, known inside Kingsall Boulevard as the Iron Dome for her ability to shoot down unwanted visitors, and Navot retained the use of his official car and a full complement of bodyguards, which provoked a bit of grumbling in the Knesset, but was generally accepted as necessary to keep the peace. His exact title was rather vague, but that was typical of the office. They were liars by trade. They spoke the truth only among themselves. To everyone else, their wives, their children, the citizens they were sworn to protect, they hid behind a cloak of deception.
When their respective doors were open, which was usually the case, Gabriel and Avot could see one another across the foyer. They spoke early each morning by secure phone, lunched together, sometimes in the staff dining room, sometimes alone in Gabriel's office, and spent a few minutes of quiet time in the evening, accompanied by Gabriel's opera, which Avot, despite his sophisticated Viennese lineage, detested. Navot had no appreciation for music, and the visual arts bored him. Otherwise, he and Gabriel were in complete agreement on all matters, at least those that involved the office and the security of the State of Israel. Navot had fought for and won access to Gabriel's ear any time he wanted it, and he insisted on being present at all important gatherings of the senior staff. Usually he maintained a sphinx-like silence, with his thick arms folded across his wrestler's chest, and an inscrutable expression on his face. But occasionally he would finish one of Gabriel's sentences for him, as if to make it clear.